Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pixels, a podcast for the discerning gamer. Hello everyone and welcome back to Pixels. This is a show where we talk about video game news and we gather everything important there is to know and we mash it up into about an hour, hour and a half show. My name is Patrick Beja and today I'm joined again by Ed Mitchell. How is it going? Are you talking about what happened to you? publicly yeah sure you can talk yes. about it newly engaged ed mitchell <laughs> yeah. how's it how does it feel it feels not much different than it did before uh-huh. but um lots of wedding planning and stuff in the in the now in the near future too so that's fun <laughs> yeah what did do you already have a date for the wedding yeah we're looking for next july um oh, okay 22nd 29th one of those okay. two dates so. okay so you have a year to get ready that's yeah. that's okay yeah that's good yeah i found that you know I, when i was young i didn't have a very i, I might, might have talked about this in another show but i didn't have a very romantic idea of marriage like it, it was always <laughs> like this pop culture oh marriage is like the end of of your life you know there's always that part of it but i found that marriage was just making everything that was awesome even awesomer so i'm very happy for you yeah i'm excited too yeah cool uh but we are here to talk about video games we're going to talk about uh, some new hardware coming your way if you if you like building building pcs but not spend uh your entire life saving on them um pokemon go is incredibly popular there's a bunch of uh, little things little bits of news about Street Fighter, Team Fortress, Overwatch, and a bunch of other things. And uh, we're going to talk about the uh, CSGO Lodo scandal thing. Uh, And also, uh, it's going to be at the end of the show, personal story time. Uh, I'm back in WoW. I'm playing World of Warcraft again. Pretty pretty hardcore. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll talk about that at that point. Uh, But first... If you're looking to build a gaming PC, a VR-ready gaming PC, and you don't want to spend a, a you know a thousand or a thousand or two thousand bucks, the AMD Radeon RX 480 might be the card you're looking for. It's um, according to the independent testing, it offers very stable uh, VR performance at uh, 1440, which is uh, a, a better resolution than the 1080 we're all used to um, and it's about 200 to 100 to 250 bucks so that could be a good choice but wait 
before you buy because uh, the NVIDIA GTX 1060 is going to be coming this month in a few, maybe a week or so, actually. Um, and it's going to have some pretty solid performance as well. And it's in about the same price range. So I would say wait until you have the results of the independent tests for both of those cards before you make any purchases. But it's looking like either of those would make for an excellent VR-ready PC mid-range uh, gaming machine, which would probably make you very happy for your gaming needs. Um, I can't remember. You're you're game PC gamer, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, it's crazy how cheap these cards are getting, especially because it um, the 1060 at least is supposed to be just like the 980, and the 980 was five hundred dollars two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of feel bad because I bought a 970. I'm kind of thinking about upgrading, and if it if I can upgrade to this this mid-tier card for $250 or whatever, I, I, I might do it. When did you buy your 970? Two years ago when they first came out. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's a de- it's going to be a decent performance upgrade if they are indeed as good as a 980, but uh, I think it definitely confirms the, the fact that this generation for NVIDIA and this low-end, low-tier generation for AMD are excellent, excellent cards, and if you have, I mean, if you have a 980 or 970, it might be a question of do you really want to upgrade? Yeah. But if you have anything other than that and you're a gamer, you're probably going to benefit from any of those uh, upgrades. For sure. For sure. Do you have a preference between AMD and NVIDIA? Um, I've done both. My first card was an AMD and I switched over to NVIDIA when the 970 came out. I don't really have a, a particular preference, but... Um, I've been leaning more towards NVIDIA as I've gotten used to it. Yeah, I think it's a, the case for a lot of people. I, I used to have uh, Radeon cards and even ATI cards back when they weren't uh, part of AMD. Um, here and there, I overall, I think maybe it's my impression, but I'm a little bit more satisfied with uh, NVIDIA. They have uh, more up-to-date drivers and they have yeah. some added uh, you know, bells and whistles that make things uh, a little bit nicer. Um, so I think for for me, at least, it, it comes to, down to brand loyalty, ultimately, if you want one of those uh, types of cards. If you want something more powerful, it seems AMD doesn't really have anything to uh, offer. But for those 250 bucks uh, cards, it's going to come down to brand loyalty. And for me, I think NVIDIA is clo- a little bit closer to my heart. It's not like, you know, a brand I love or anything, but I've I have this impression that might be misguided that uh, they're a little bit more reliable, a little bit more ubiquitous. So, well, I found the the, the like you said, the driver support is much better on the NVIDIA cards. I've definitely noticed that it's like as soon as a new game comes out, a new big AAA game comes out, it's like oh, there's a there's a new driver for it right away. Right. So, right. yeah, I don't know if it's uh, as much the case for AMD's cards. Um, but yeah, I mean, take it for for what it's worth, worth, <clears throat> worth. But um, seems for the both both of us, Nvidia is uh, on. If it's equal performance, we might go towards Nvidia more than uh, right. AMD. Right. Uh, the other big piece of news, which honestly I didn't think was going to be that big, is the fact that Pokemon Go is available <laughs> in the U.S. And oh my God, is everyone a fan of Pokemon? It's, I you know I often like to say that. Um, uh, well, I don't like to say it's just uh, stating a fact. I'm not of the Pokemon generation. And yeah. 
So it doesn't really speak to me as much as it seems to for the generation that came after me, but holy poop do people like Pokemon. And uh, it's only available yeah, in the it's, US. It's, it's so popular that they halted uh, the release in other regions. Their servers aren't really holding on, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yep, they're not doing so hot. So I can speak firsthand to this. <laughs> so um, Pokemon Go, so, for those who don't know, it's yeah. a... Oh, are, were you going to say what it is go ahead oh i was just gonna talk about talk about the game a little bit um yeah so pokemon go is this is a, is a mobile game it's on ios and, and android and basically you it's kind of like ingress if people know what ingress is it's um you walk around there you there's a little map on your phone you walk around and you you pick up things in ingress but in pokemon go you basically tap pokemon and catch them and the idea is that you walk around, catch a lot of Pokemon. You go to these little kind of waypoints on the map to get items and, and things like that. Um, but, man, has it taken the Internet by storm this past week? Um, I know at least six or to seven of my coworkers, some of which are not <laughs> like all, all-time all gamers or whatever, have all downloaded it and we're all playing it and we're all talking about it. And we, uh, on, I think it was on Friday during lunch, we walked out in the parking lot um, it, at, during lunchtime in order to catch catch some Pokemon that were out there. And, man, it's uh, it's something else. It, it doesn't have the, the RPG elements the main games do. Unfortunately, um, you pretty much just are walking around and catching Pokemon. But I, wa- I went for a walk uh, yesterday and Saturday. It's like the first time I've ever gone for a walk two days in a <laughs> row in, like, forever. So, so something's happening here. And I saw a ton of people out on the, the the park trail all having their phones out looking at it. And as I, as I was walking back to my house on Saturday, I, there was a jinx on my radar and I was like, oh, I got to go catch the jinx. So I walked up the jinx a, and a caught jinx it. The jinx is one of the Pokemons. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's one of the ones that got, that got in trouble for... Uh, if you look, if you look at the, the jinx and look up like controversy for it, you'll know why. Okay. Um, but you, I walked up, caught a jinx, and then... I walked by two other people that both were looking at their phone. And I was like, so did you guys catch that jinx? And they were like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really cool. And kind of, I mean, we're starting to see some weird stories come out, like people yeah. telling people that they're being paid to work, not to catch Pokemons and like this, uh, amazing police station that said we know that you love your pokemons but you don't need to go inside the police station to catch it so please catch the pokemons outside of the station it gets crazier than that um i saw a tennessee highway patrol sign that says pokemon go can wait and it was literally a picture of someone holding their phone and had a pidgeotto and the pidgeotto was in front again pidgeotto is uh another another pokemon Yeah. yeah um and man it there was a there was a uh, article this weekend of a woman who was playing Pokemon Go and found a dead body in the river. Yeah. Um, and there was another. Uh, there's already been um, a couple of car accidents from people playing Pokemon Go. Do not play Pokemon Go and drive. It's stupid. Do not do it. <laughs> do not do it. I'm guilty of it too, a little bit. But oh do my not do god! It. The other day, the other day, I was driving and there was a pincer on the side of the road. Another Pokemon. And I, I did the responsible thing, and I pulled over. On nice. The, uh, um, I, well, I didn't really pull over. It wasn't like a highway or anything like that. It was just like kind of a, a side road. I pulled over on the side of the road, stopped, parked my car, and then caught the pincer like a responsible human being. So do not 
Do not Pokemon Go and drive. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. So it, do you see it having some, like you just walk around and catch some Pokemons. Okay. Yeah. That seems pretty, I, I don't want to say one dimensional, but maybe that's what I want to say. Um, yeah. So how, it, it, how long is, of a life do you think that game's going to have? Um, I think people will be playing this for a while. Whenever people are going to go out, they're going to want to, going to want to play this. Um, but there is a little bit more than just walking around and catching Pokemon. If you go to these things called Pokestops, which are kind of nearby landmarks and things like that, um, you can get eggs, and then some of these eggs will hatch um, as you walk around. So right now I have three eggs, and each of them require five kilometers of walking before they hatch. <laughs> um, so it's like I saw the, I saw this thing on on on, uh, on Reddit the other day that was like uh, Nintendo's. Every, with every generation of Pokemon, with every new game, Nintendo's trying to make you get out more and more. And this is finally just like the final ones, just get out and effing walk, you know? <laughs> and I'm sure that people are going to like put them on the blade of a fan that wills around and that it will be counted as walking or something. Yeah, so so one thing one thing about that is that if they notice you you going faster than... Um, Then, like I'm sure, like a couple miles per hour or whatever. Oh, so they know if you're in a car. Yeah, you actually have to walk. You actually Mm. have to walk because of the way they do the GPS and and the calculations Mm. from that. So, wow. Okay, that's that's really. So uh, you didn't answer my question. How long do you think people are going to be playing it? Well, yeah, I said that. I said that um, people, whenever people are going to walk out, they're going to want to play it. Oh, so right, right, right. So it's I, like- I think I, th- I think it has some lasting power, and we'll see. We'll see how long it is, but I mean, um, I think that the discussion will start to die down after a while because it's some something crazy new or whatever. So we'll mm. see. Okay, it's kind of it. It could become like a kind of a Foursquare type of fun like people just go around and it's like checking in you're just checking yeah. for the pokemons and and is there a limit to the amount you can catch can you it like is it are there some that are only available in some cities like you can't get them if you're in the u.s and they're in europe or something like that or? um i think the idea is that pretty in in your general area you can pretty much catch all 151 of them okay. um, obviously some are going to be more common than others um but in in general that i think that's the idea um with the exception of some of the more rare legendary ones i think the idea is that there's going to be big events for those where you where you all everyone will it's kind of like in the commercial all the people in new york times square like all gathered (laughs) together and all fight this mewtwo and stuff like that so um Mm. yeah okay all right well that seems uh interesting and i'm not sure how you know it when you were explaining all of these things i feel my age definitely it's like i think <laughs> I, it feels a little bit like me trying to explain video games to my parents they're like politely yeah. listening but they're like oh okay all right that's interesting sweetie keep, keep go ahead Have yeah fun. i mean there's def- there's yeah. definitely a huge nostalgia tick to it i mean P- right, right. ingress was not nearly as popular as it was before it got a pokemon skin you know Right. And, and essentially it's kind of the same thing. So I, how, okay. Another question and then we'll move on to a few other bits of info. How much do you think this is interesting for people? Because I want to try it. It's just not available in France, yeah. but, um, how much, how interesting do you think this is for someone who hasn't lived through the Pokemon craze when it was, when it first came out or at some point? Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's definitely a, a hint of nostalgia that's keep, that's keeping the um, the longevity of the game. But I think you'll you'll get something out of it, if, if not just like the idea that you're you're catching. It's it does have the basic RPG like kind of catching monster um, elements to it. I don't know. I, I would definitely give it a try and and see, see what how, how it feels. But I. I I hesitate to say to to people that if they don't have the nostalgia of it, that that they are going to love it. You know, they might enjoy it, but I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to love it as much as much as the internet just going to buzz for it. For right. It. Okay. All right. That that. But makes sense. I think I, I think I can say that there were a couple of people at work that it that like one of the guys at work he he will he'll walk around and, and purposely mispronounce the names because he didn't he didn't play play the games when he was younger. Um, it was a little bit past his time. He was too cool for Pokemon, you know, when he was younger. <laughs> um, so, but he he's loving it. And in fact, he's probably the, the person that's that's playing it the most. So, okay, so definitely yeah. give it a try. I I yeah. will for sure when it comes out. So uh, I'll report back. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, another few tidbits to sort of give you an idea of how popular it is. Um, it's on 5.16 Android de- uh, percent of Android devices in the U.S. already, which is more installations than Tinder. It's more popular you know, than Tinder. Oh I, my I mentioned God. I mentioned that I met some people that are playing Pokemon, so maybe it it kind of replaces Tinder in the market as well. Oh yeah, that's that would be you know? <laughs> um and you go out and actually meet the people and you yeah. can decide if you're like, oh yeah, that keep going, goodbye. Or if you can go further. Um also uh be careful if you're sideloading your Pokemon Go app on your Android device because you're in a in a location that where it isn't available yet uh apparently one version of the apk has malware in in it so i would definitely recommend waiting for the official release uh and finally yeah so one thing i do have to say about that is they the android um constriction or restrictions on the on downloading the app are a little too tight i have there's a coworker of mine who has a pretty new phone but he couldn't download the 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 app from the apple store app store really? for yeah because he he could not the apparently the resolution on his phone was too small but he siloed it and it worked just fine so um hopefully they'll loosen those restrictions um after a little bit because that i think they're too restrictive i didn't realize those could be restrictions as well that's that's a good yeah point it's so because it's there's, just so, there's so not- many there's so many Android phones in the market that they have to put some sort of restriction. And it's probably just like, oh, we didn't test it with this resolution, so we don't know what will be broken. Right. Makes um, sense, yeah. So hopefully hopefully they'll they'll open up those restrictions as they, they test more. Okay. Good point. Um, and uh, Nintendo's stock has been rising. It's like t- more than 20% up on the Tokyo, uh, <laughs> Tokyo yeah. Stock Exchange. So, I mean, people are, are remembering that Nintendo has powerful IPs. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, Pokemon is managed by the Pokemon company, which is, uh, jointly own, owned by Nintendo and, uh, Game Freak and another one. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's still a Nintendo. And, and phone, also so. remember that Nintendo put, um, put some stock into Niantic when they bought, um, when they bought into this Pokemon Go yeah. idea. So yeah, well. so it's basically uh, Niantic is the developer, uh, the, the developer yep. of Ingress, and now developer of 
Pokemon Go. So, um, and yeah, another related bit of news for Nintendo and smartphones. They're apparently exploring the idea of uh, creating a, per- a, perif- a peripheral for phones, which could be, I think, one of the big issues about gaming on on mobile is why did Siri activate? Shut up. Um, the one of the big issues for gaming on mobile is the lack of proper controllers. I mean, there are some mm-hmm. on uh, on you know manufactured by third parties, but nothing quite fits. So I'm wondering if Nintendo could be could make something interesting there. Well, we'll have to see. Um, all right, moving on to other news. Um, the Steam summer sale it was even bigger than last year's. That was kind of a surprise for me because... Yeah, I me keep... too. Yeah? So why yeah. was it a surprise for you? Um, so there's a lot of uh, discord around the, the summer sale this year simply because a lot of people felt like there wasn't as many um, like strong deal um, price slashes for, for the thing, mostly because all of the prices now are, are the same for the entire sale. And that's due to the steam's new refund pro- policy. Um, and some people f- feel like compared to previous years where with the flash sales, publishers would be more willing to put um, a, a game no on so like 70% off, 75% off for eight hours versus or in one single day versus entire week that the, that they feel like a lot of prices aren't as aren't as down as they used to be. But I guess, um, and I'm looking at some of the some of the things you'll notice that uh, other than Doom, there's no real. Well, I guess Grand Theft Auto Five too uh, as well. But um, there's not really a ton of like real AAA games on there as far as like sales wise. Yeah, you know, hmm, that's that's interesting. I didn't really my reasoning for thinking that that there it wouldn't keep growing was my very personal experience that i'm just not you know every time there's a steam sale i buy like a million things and then go go ahead and not play them and every time i'm thinking all right this time that's it i'm just i'm not gonna do that again um, I'm not gonna, you know, I don't need that to buy games that I'm not gonna play. And every time I'm like, but this one, this one could be, you know, why not? Just, just, just get one. Um, so yeah, I think I ended up getting a few, um, a few games this year again. So, I mean, this year, this sale again. Did you get yeah. anything? Yeah, I got a a good number, and I'm I'm looking at my list right now to try and f- figure out. Um, let's see, I think. Yeah, I bought Doom from the Steam sale. You didn't have it? Uh, no, I didn't have it. Oh. Um and I'm I'm glad I waited. I'm glad I waited cuz it was 40% off, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um so I bought uh Super Hot as well and a, cu- a couple other like smaller indie titles that I that I want to give a try. Oh, I should have gotten um, Super Hot. That was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um and I also bought Rise of the Tomb Raider, so I'm looking forward to playing that as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so that's the still ever successful Steam sales. Um, I think we had numbers, by the way. Do we care about numbers? Maybe you don't. Um, uh, 46 was, million copies of games were sold over the course of the week. Uh, three, uh, 230 million in revenue. <laughs> yeah. Last year was 160. That is that's an crazy. amazing increase. 
That's crazy. Maybe that just speaks to the popularity of um, re- games that have come out recently. Maybe, um, yeah. Because Doom, Doom was such a financial success considering that most people were kind of um, middling to poo-pooing it as it, before it came out. But because it was definitely a return to form for the, the series that they, people just jumped on it. And I mean, the Witcher three it, recent expansion just came out too. So maybe people were, were wanting to jump on that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, street fighter five, has finally received its, its big update. The one that makes the game actually complete at last. Um, that was, that was a funny one. I mean, there's the, uh, cinematic story mode. Uh, the game is, it's, it's in a state that is almost close to like what it should have been in the, when it first launched, which I understand how unnerving that is. I still think it's a wonderful, uh, fighting game. The big issue that remains though, is the problem of, uh, levers not being punished uh harshly enough so when someone feels like they're gonna lose they just leave the game and i don't understand for the life of me why they're not addressing this more uh severely and more quickly i mean it's not like we've seen issues in in overwatch with levers but there there are reasons and they they addressed it uh, but there are reasons because for because this is a team game and one person might be leaving and there are reasons behind all of this but in a fighting game, I mean, it's it's so easy to do. You know, if you disconnect more than three times in one day, it leaves a little bit of leeway for people who don't have a great connection. But if you do still do that three times or five times or whatever it is, you get a penalty. Why? I I don't get it. Uh, but aside I, from I think, that, yeah, I think that you can even if it's just like a ten minute like wait time for the first one and then like it, it compounds after that i think that's a that's a smart move to, to go go with for people that just leave you know so that they yeah. can't requeue within 10 minutes of them getting disconnected for the first time and that gives a lot that allows people that if don't have great connections um you can get a little leeway, leeway there yeah and maybe yeah, it's the first sure. time you get a warning and second time you get that 10 minute uh, debuff or whatever you know exactly i think that would that would be perfect and maybe there's a reason for them not doing it and if there is please please let me know i would be very curious to hear it but i just i don't understand but yeah a, a, a ban you're right would be a perfect you don't even need to you know hack the the person's mmr or put put them in lever's hell or something like that just lever ban uh you know you ban them from coming for a few minutes 10 minutes would be enough but just you know, t- already someone who's playing so much that they need to leave when they're losing, 10 minutes is going to be a long time. And if you expand it yeah. to 20, 30 minutes after the second or third offense, that would be so efficient. There must be a reason. I don't, although, <laughs> you know, Capcom has been surprising, let's say, in uh, in recent weeks, in recent months. Um, Team Fortress 2 is getting a matchmaking and ranked uh, update that is pretty big. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Overwatch's matchmaking, which has been frustrating to many. I, I've made my peace with it, and I've found a way to uh, to enjoy it. But um, I will be very curious to see how they handle it in uh, in in Team Fortress Two, 
uh, and it's surprising that they haven't had a matchmaking system and a ranked mode rather uh, first since the game came out. But um, yeah, it's shocking to me that they didn't have matchmaking before. But yeah, it's uh, so yeah, you would basically just log into uh, a specific server and play with the people that were there. And um, it didn't have my understanding is I, I'm not a big TF2 player. So, uh, again, let me know if I'm uh, mistaken. But uh, the thing is, if you if you want to do matchmaking, then you need to do MMR, uh, which is yeah. matchmaking ranking. So you need to have a system that gauges people's um, uh, performance and level. And basically, you do that for a ranked system. So I think it wasn't really a priority before. Uh, has Overwatch and the popularity of hero shooters prompted Valve to work on this uh, maybe a year ago. I don't know. It would make sense, but it's definitely, um, you know, a, a, an interesting thing to see. And they are faced with the basically the exact same challenges that um, the Overwatch team is, is faced with, although they have more uh, symmetrical maps. So that part is not as, as big of a problem. But they do have the issue that people jump into a game and can change heroes or uh, characters whenever they want. And the fact that it's a team game. So how do you evaluate someone's individual performance in, in a team, especially since in Team Fortress, it can be a lot more people than the, the Overwatch's yeah. six uh, people team. So... That's going to be something I'm going to be following with a lot of interest. And uh, talking about Overwatch, uh, as always, if you want more info about Overwatch, go listen to Overwatchers, the show I do with Garrett and Chris. We talk all about Overwatch all the time, and we've had lots of thoughts about the ranking mode, the ranked mode, uh, and we're going to have more uh, later this week. So uh, please go listen to that. But aside from that, there's a new character that was teased uh, for Overwatch, probably going to be <laughs> Sombra. Do you play Overwatch at all? Yeah, of course. Of course, um, of course, everyone plays Overwatch. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm excited for the for the new sniper um, healer. I I, th- I don't see why um, it could have been any other type of uh, character other than a healer because I feel like there's that's what the game not needs, enough. Right? Yeah, and that's exactly what the game needs. The Symmetra, which is kind of um, classified as a healer, kind of plays more of a um, of a defense role. Than, than a healer she's role. Support. She's, support. She, she, she's support. She's support. She's support because she can put shields on people and she can do that. Um, teleporter. The teleporter tele- is great. Tele- for- the teleporter is awesome for sure. Um, but she definitely, I definitely feel like she she feels more of a defensive role with her turrets and her shields than she does as a healer per se. You know. Um, so I'm excited for another healer to to join join the ranking because it's hard because you only have three others that can do actual healing. You know. Yeah, and uh, the the way she's going to work apparently is with, a, as you were saying, a sniper rifle, and she's going to heal yeah. people. Uh, it uses the biotics thing, uh, and maybe either direct heal or maybe area healing, or I, we don't know. It's going to be. I'm very. It's very interesting. This idea of a sniper support, a sniper healer. Um, that's a very a thing I wouldn't necessarily have thought about before it was presented uh, in the. Uh, rumors and things like that. So anyway, yeah, it, it, allo- be- it allows her to just kind of stay on the back lines while still being able to deliver healing to their teammate yeah. rather than, rather than like mercy and um, even Lucia. Zenyatta a little bit, they require to be in the group kind of doing their, doing their business. Yeah. But then you have to be aware of your line of sight and it's, yep. it's a whole yep. new dynamic. And I think talking about ranked mode. Um, so 
we're going to have probably the latest that we're going to have information about this is going to be um, July 21st, so fairly soon. Is it 21st or 24th? Um, it's going to be presented at PAX. Uh, there is a panel that presents that new hero. So at PAX probably, Prime? Um, I can't remember. It's one Or in, PAX Australia. Or is it Comic-Con? There's a conference where it's going to be discussed in, in a week or two. Um, yeah. And okay. so... It might let me. Why did I not put the? I thought I had the notes for this somewhere. Apparently, I didn't. Um, oh, I know it's in the Overwatchers notes. I'll go um, get those <laughs> real fast. Um, but yeah, basically, it's probably going to be. Um, oh, it's Comic Con on July twenty first. So okay, yeah, yeah that in makes ten sense. days. So we're probably going to have uh, a reveal before that, I would imagine, and then um, the 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 panel so i'm guessing they're gonna have the panel after it has already been revealed so it's coming fairly soon and, and um, hopefully and hopefully they'll stick with their their schedule or their um original app plan of like just releasing the the hero and not you not having to buy it or anything like that yeah oh well that's, they can't go back on that said. yeah yeah they yeah. can't go back on that for sure yeah. that's going to be the case um but you know the thing the thing that I really like about this is that it's bringing the focus back on on because the uh, the ranked mode has been has made a lot of people very salty, and I think it's going to take a step back hopefully and get people to back in in quick play uh, to play to try the hero and have a little bit more fun than go super hardcore uh, ranked mode. So right. find the the fun of Overwatch again uh, after the the saltiness of the harsh and the harshness of uh, ranked play. So looking forward to that. Um, Red Dead Redemption was announced to be re uh, uh, backwards compatible with the Xbox uh, One, and that apparently made a lot of people go to Amazon and buy it. So <laughs> it's not surprising. It's one of the biggest uh, successes of the last generation. And I would say if you have never... I, we've talked about this game a lot in this show. Um, if you've never played Red Dead Redemption, find it on the Xbox 360 or, you know, if you have an Xbox One now, find an Xbox 360 version or even buy it on, on you know, digitally and play through it. It is an excellent game. Although, maybe I'm saying that, maybe it, it was great at a time when open worlds weren't as fully fleshed out as they are now. I don't know how well it holds uh, it holds up after, you know, I it's... Think, I think it does. I mean, the... the yeah. Like kind of just random stuff you find in the world as you're traveling along is kind of the the precursor to a lot of things that you you find now with like the kind of random events and stuff like that. And I think uh, Nick on on the website was playing it on the stream, and I think it definitely holds up. I would I would give it a run yeah. if you like that kind of open world. It's it's GTA and, and it's set in like Texas or whatever, you know. So it's it's like GTA. That, it's cowboy GTA. Basically. Cowboy GTA, yeah, 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 um, and you have some some portions. I'm not gonna spoil, um, but it is it, and you know, it, I think it's one of the first games where I was on my horse and I was just trotting around. I was just looking at the sunset, just going slowly, enjoying the scenery. It was amazing looking. It was, and then and, your horse got attacked by a rattlesnake, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Red Dead Redemption, still crossing my fingers for Red Dead Redemption 2. We didn't get it at uh, E3 this year, hopefully next year. Hopefully. Um, Evolve is going free to play, and that apparently made it pretty successful with the Steam crowd. That's not surprising. We'll have to see if it holds uh, for a little bit longer. Um, Evolve, was, Evolve was that uh, it, it 
came out with a lot of buzz because it's the team behind uh, um, Left for Dead One, mm-hmm. and uh, they it, it didn't live up to the expectations for sure. It was uh, asymmetrical gameplay. Basically, it was one monster versus four hunters. And uh, it was to- Turtle Rock, by the way. Um, yeah. And so the game now is being re-released, free to play. I'm not sure the mechanics of the game are going to... That's what I'm hearing. It might not support a free-to-play model, but I'm sure they're going to rework this and they have reworked this to make it hopefully work a little bit and it won't be uh, pay to win but uh it was definitely a yeah, game it, i was it, curious about so i'm gonna try it out it's sad because the the gameplay itself was actually pretty fun there were times where i felt like the monster was just so much more powerful than than the players and there was times when i felt like the monster was like completely underpowered so i, I i'd be willing to give it another try just kind of get back into that that gameplay but i it it, the problem was it just dropped off so fast for me. I just was not interested in playing it unless I was playing with a group of four other friends, you know? Right. Um, was the There was a lot of discussion when it launched that the content was too gated and, and in DLCs because of the, you know, the way it was published. Yeah. Is that something that you, you, you would agree hurt it? I, I think so. There's a lot of the monsters and stuff where we're trapped behind uh, paywalls and things like that. You that you could not unlock unless you bought it, mm. and so just the the variability of a play was was stagnated just because there was so many people that only wanted to play or didn't want to spend any more money other than the sixty dollars it cost for the base, <laughs> and they just wanted to to stick with the the game, things that came with the base game so which which is reasonable for sure i mean yeah. there, are, there are ways of making uh you know dlc content even for a full price game and i think street fighter 5 for example comes with what was it 12 or 16 characters from the beginning i think it's i can't remember uh but you know in that in that uh, uh ballpark and if you sell characters after that I yeah it can work but if you restrict it so much that you can't have a varied fun experience then there's definitely a problem with your game and your yep. business model so um and before we talk about the uh the the wow a little bit at the end of the show um I want to discuss the CS:GO Loto issue um, that w- has been making a lot of noise in the past couple of weeks, I would say, which is basically there was a um, a lawsuit that was filed against Valve for creating an environment that is basically um, gambling for children. And, well, not for children, but that children can also have access to. Um, if you don't know, I actually made a mistake in my French show. Um, I thought you couldn't sell those items on uh, Steam, but you actually can. There's a marketplace for that. So you can buy uh, Counter-Strike Go chests, and in those chests are, uh, you know, it's loot boxes. There are random items, weapons, that you can use in CSGO, uh, and then those items have monetary value. You can sell them to people on the marketplace, uh, you know, for the game. And not only that, but also, so that's already one part that is kind of, I would frown upon it a little bit. But then you have sites like CSGO Lodo and others that uh, offer you a chance to gamble your items away. And all of this is kind of 
all right, I get it. But the real issue came from uh, a bunch of YouTubers that own CSGO Lodo and very popular CSGO uh, you know, uh, streamers and YouTubers who own CSGO Lodo, the, the, the gambling site, the lottery site, and that were creating videos promoting the site without disclosing anything of their ownership and then uh, uh, making big wins, which we don't know if they were, you know, that they were rigged in the videos, but winning big at the lottery, at the uh, lottery on the site and going like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I won. Woohoo. Yay. This, uh, this site is so amazing. It's a site I found, a site I found, which is really cool, allows you to gamble your, your items in CSGO and blah, blah, blah. And like, this is the core of like the the issue of journalistic integrity right it's like how can you even live with yourself doing this it's it's i, I it frustrates me a lot um and th there's more but i don't know have i mean i'm i'm gonna ask do you have any thoughts but i don't know how you can have thoughts that aren't those guys are crap yeah yeah i mean you pretty much summed it up um it, it sucks that uh, and maybe this is actually could I could construe it as kind of a good thing that this um, the streamer market is starting to mature in the the possibility that um, once these things kind of become more aware, these 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 streamers just don't really understand that this is something that they should do, and or like ethically, and maybe maybe as as. I, these stories come come to light. They're more willing to... I don't think to, these um, guys specifically don't understand. I mean, it's one thing when you get money from a company, you know, that, that tells you, hey, make a video about uh, this, this, you know, our new game, and uh, that's going to be cool. And you don't mention that you got money to make that video. That's one mm -hmm. thing. And already, I think that's outrageous, and people should know. It's not, you know, you can't not know the law especially when it's not an obscure little thing like the 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 way that those things are governed is very clear and it's been discussed heavily in the past few couple of years for you know the the web and youtube in general but this is something else this is the people owning the 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 site that they're promoting there's no way yeah. they didn't know right yeah i mean i don't i don't know i I think that people, especially as you skew younger, people don't really understand that there's there are consequences to um, owning something and promoting it without disclosing that. I, I don't know. People are just like, oh, I should promote my thing that I'm doing and make sure, you know, that they don't really see a, a disconnect between that. Mm, yeah, I think, I mean, I... I don't know, but we've seen uh, apology videos from those, I'm not going to name them, uh, but from those people and the way they presented those made me think, I mean, it's it's obvious that they knew. They're saying, oh, I would never knew, do that. It was clear from the beginning, you know, it was a matter of public record that I owned the company because obviously their name is available in the records. Uh, but when they say that, you you see the videos where they say, oh, I found this site and it's amazing. It's like, oh, yeah. Right. This is this right. Is right. I'm, I'm with deceit. you there. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm sure there are cases where people do it mistakenly. Although, again, today, I don't think that could 
that I don't think that should happen, but maybe there are some, you know, if a kid, he's 16, 17, he has a pretty popular YouTube channel and some company goes to him and they're like, hey, we want to fly you somewhere or we want to give you a game or we want to give you a thousand bucks to talk about the, our game. Maybe that person is not going to know. This is not them, though. So That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the legal proceedings have been, uh, the, the, the suit has been amended to include uh, those sites in the, the lawsuit. And there's going to be things that happen. I'm sure Valve has been pretty silent on this until now. I'm guessing they're working behind the scenes to clean this up because I don't think this can, you know, this is just something that grew without anyone noticing. And once that someone has noticed, I don't think it can keep, go- keep going the way it, it is today. But um, yep. no word from Valve yet. We'll see. And uh, finally, in uh, today's short show, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that surprised me a little bit, which is I'm <laughs> back in WoW. Um, I For sure, I knew I was going to come back when the expansion came out. Um, but, you know, the Legion is the expansion coming out at the end of August. And uh, again, it's been a... a long time now uh but i did work for blizzard entertainment for a, a even longer time so um keep that in mind as i tell you how awesome i think wow is and uh with my ethical disclosure but um yeah i knew i was going to come back when the 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 expansion came out came out because wow is a game i love but hyped by the expansion i was you know reading everything i could watching videos i thought I'm going to jump back and and do a few things in the game and I don't know that I'm going to play nonstop in, until the extension the expansion comes out but it's been about a couple of weeks I would say a week or two and um I'm having like a lot of fun I'm doing the quests I'm building up my my garrison I'm uh completing the achievements to to fly in in the new uh, the latest continent and I'm having, I'm genuinely having fun when I thought like, you know, for the past few months, everything we've heard was, oh, well, it's so boring. It's, it's too much grinding. And I think it is. If you, if that's all you have to look forward to for, you know, nine or 10 months, which is what happened with the latest patch, absolutely that would not hold. But now for a couple of weeks or three weeks or a month until, you know, the pre-patch comes out, I'm, I'm having fun. I don't know if you, if you've kept playing wow all this time with the dr- uh, drought of content yeah i, I have so um w- my rating guild kind of fell apart um a, a year and a half ago so i've been kind of in in kind of a limbo state i didn't really want to start in a new guild and i sit and i kind of was looking forward to having the time back um especially because i spent so much time in that guild since i was an officer kind of leading um so since then i've just basically been doing things like checking things off kind of a, a laundry list of things that I wanted to do that I have would never had time to. So I've been doing a little bit more Ashran and it's fun ish. Um, but I definitely like uh, general PVP a lot, a lot more than, than that. I've uh, been leveling alts and in, in playing them. I now have uh, 10 level one hundreds. Um, <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. Right. Um, yeah, it's one of every class except for the monk, and the only reason the monk's not a hundred either is because I'm using the boost on him. So, right, makes sense. Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm quite enjoying that. I, I I am 
um, kind of, but, but basically my day to day on wow nowadays is logging in and, and doing my garrison missions and then pretty much logging out. So there's nothing really keeping me in the game except for occasionally I want to go play Ashran or whatever. Mm. Um, and then I'm, I'm also actually doing some transmog farming to prepare for the, the patch because of the new transmog system that's coming out. So, right. um, that's pretty much what my, my wow time is. Um, and I'm happy just doing that. Yeah, for now. it's well. So you're still pretty much as involved as as one can be, except if maybe they're yeah. raiding hardcore. But um, yeah, that's that's impressive, and I completely understand that people. You know, I stopped playing for a long time, but it's just it's surprising to me that I, I I'm surprised I'm having fun, which is weird. <laughs> you know, because I thought I had done everything I wanted to. I had gotten everything I wanted out of uh, this latest expansion. And um, and it turns out that coming back after a, a little while away, I'm still having fun. And um, apparently the so piecing things together. If you're into WoW and you're interested in coming back, um, before an expansion comes out, there's always a pre-patch, which basically is the entire content content of the expansion patched into the game, except for the actual content. So what that means is that all of the new systems are in place. So for example, um, for this time around, it would be the multiple uh, specs that you can have and multiple talents per specs and the new, everything that is not taking place in the territory of the new expansion. And that should happen next week around July 19th is the current thinking because the, the the PVP season ends on July 19th. Um, so if you're looking to get back into it, there's going to be some fresh-ish things uh, in at the so on the 19th or 20th, and then uh, the Demon Hunter, which is a new class, is going to be available uh, mid-August probably for people who pre-purchased the expansion, and then the expansion itself launches uh, August uh, 30th. So. There you go. If you're looking for a reason to get back into WoW, anecdotally, I've had a bunch of people telling me, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm excited about Legion. I'm jumping back to see how things are now, and I'm gonna be playing for a little bit while when Legion comes out." And and certainly, there it might be that you know we play for a couple of months and then we go away again. That's yep. perfectly fine. But um, I don't know. I, I think that there's a, there's a lot that has come up in the in the beta that this could lend credence to the fact that people might want to stay stay around longer than they were mm. or before yeah um, they, they've they seem like they have learned from the issues of um mists of pandaria which i thought was phenomenal and draenor which got out of uh content more yeah miss um, miss was awesome the only problem that i really had with miss was how quickly they were putting out patches to the point where it felt like we were being rushed through the content a lot more. Hmm. They, they, it's, it's, and it's so ironic to think about that now, when we have a drought, for, yeah. <laughs> a drought we've had. But I think if they had waited like a couple more months to release uh, the Throne of Thunder, and then we would not have had the big drought we had at the end of um, in right. a Cedra Orgrimmar, and and I, and it sh- it shocks me to have. Warlords, which basically had no patch content other than 6.2, because you can't really count 6.1 as patch content. Um, it shocked me that that, that was the follow up that we got from Miss Pandora, which had just fantastic patch content. 
it, the irony of all of it is, I mean, okay, what they're saying about this, I and I think this time it, I believe them because they're not saying they're going to be putting out yearly expansions anymore. Yep, yep. They're saying they're going to be putting out, you know, however long it takes, so probably 18, 20 months between expansions, and they've made their peace with it. So th the problem with both previous expansions was that you had content planned out for a year and then hopefully the next expansion was supposed to come out. And yep. it didn't happen both times. So they and, had an insane amount of time with no new content. Um, and, and Warlords is is the only expansion, in my opinion, that feels like it was a two-year, it was a one-year expansion stretched out to two years, you know? Yeah. Um, just because of the lack of r real content it had. And so I'm looking forward to Legion. I think that the that the content in Legion has the chance to have a lot more longevity than the stuff in Warlords did. Yeah, and it seems they're also focusing on the right things, uh, the dungeons experience and the, the fantasy of the, each character and that. I mean, we'll see. It all sounds amazing before you've actually been in it for, you know, months and months. But Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to the customization that comes with the, using the artifacts, being able to, to kind of go around and collect different artifacts, skins and things like that. That kind of stuff just, I just eat up. So yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, so um, look forward to more WoW discussion in the instance. Uh, if you listen to that show, it's all about World of Warcraft and Blizzard games. But I think finally we're going to have a lot of uh, WoW-specific stuff to discuss. And we are going to be doing a roundup uh, for the next episode and the one after that are going to be all about Legion, basically the pre-expansion patch and then the expansion-specific stuff. Um, so look forward to that this week and uh, hopefully next week. And that is, I'm jumping up and down, uh, excited about this <laughs> game. So just want you know, WoW basically is the thing that got me started in podcasting and it has a very dear place in my heart. It's a yeah. societal phenomenon. It It brought a lot of us together. A lot of my online friends today are friends because of WoW. So um it's it's always something special, so I wanted to mention that I'm uh, I I fell back into it, and I'm very about it. So. Oh, and quickly uh, get your challenge modes done before you before July nineteenth. But that I can't. Can... I I don't. You know. <laughs> so first of all, why for to get the the rewards? Uh, yeah. So in July tonight, once July nineteenth comes around, you will not be able to unlock the rewards anymore. You'll still be able oh. to get them if if you have the achievement, but you won't be able to unlock them anymore because challenge modes are being. Effect, the the challenge modes is the way they are now are effectively being removed from the game uh, once Legion hits. But then you need to organize a team together and a group, and I guess the. Oh, the... tell me about it. I wanted to. I wanted to last night, and uh, people were were too busy. So, um, yeah, that's I'm hoping I can knock out the the last couple that I have before. <laughs> Yeah. before the patch comes out. Trying to focus on my legendary ring, which I don't think I'm going to get. Mm -hmm. It's too late. But uh... um, I think if you've started, if you've started the quest line you'll be able to finish it. Well, yeah, but no, it's not. It, basically, you have until the launch of the expansion itself. You have to start it before the pre-patch, and then you have until the launch of the expansion itself to finish it. And, and just grinding-wise, I'm not going to be able to do the raids as much as I need to gather all the items to complete mm. the quests. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't know how, how exactly that works, but I wouldn't be surprised if you're have if you only at the last piece of the chain, you'll be able to oh, keep I'm not. getting... Oh, I That's the problem. The, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, well, another legendary I'm not going to get. They will be reigning like uh, cats and dogs oh, yeah. in, in yeah. Legion. And they're I'm not, too, so. I'm, not, I'm not so sure about how I feel about the, the legendary um, that's a different Legion. But... That's a different thing. It's they're yeah. like Diablo legendary. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. It's just, it just feels weird. <laughs> uh, you remind me of the time when people were complaining others were getting epics. They're like, oh, those casuals uh, getting welfare epics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's. Right. That, I think that's a little different because because legendaries have been so rare, like way more rare than um than they were in the past. That's I right. guess. I don't well, know. but everyone can get one, and it's too expensive. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to hear more about these conversations and the concerns and and the ideas we have for WoW and the expansion, go listen to the instance. Um, that's going to be it short and sweet and fun. Uh, thank you yeah. so much for being on Ed. Um, can you tell people where they can find your stuff on the internet? Yeah, sure. So if you, if you go to uh four player network.com, you'll find that we have completely redesigned the website. Um, and it's, it looks really cool now and, and I'm really looking forward to the, the future of it. We we're trying to do like monthly giveaways and stuff like that. And one of the ways you can enter to do a monthly giveaway is to submit a quick read. And we, that's just like a quick 500 words or less, um, little blog post that we will feature on the site as, as, um, and put your name on it and do all that kind of stuff. So we really are looking for more people to kind of jump on there and you get an entry into the giveaway if, if you do that. Um, Ooh. And if you want to watch me broadcast, I usually go on on Mondays and, and sometimes during the week it changes. It depends on what the schedule's like. But um, tonight I'm broadcasting Mirror's Edge, the original Mirror's Edge, and finishing up that starting at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then this week on Thursday, every Thursday is the, it's the podcast that they record. I am not on that podcast, but I kind of do some a lot of uh, background stuff to kind of help them out. And so if you're looking for that, it's um, – on Thursdays at 9 p.m. and just go to 4pp.tv to, to watch us broadcast live. Excellent. 4pp.tv it is. Yep. And for me, it's uh, not Patrick on Twitter and on Facebook and you can find my shows at frenchspin.com. You can find this one, of course, and you can also find the Phidias Club where we discuss international matters with uh, people from different countries. Imagine that, talking about world news with people from the world. Uh, and the last episode was about the Brexit. And um, we're, you know, it was, it was really interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more. And um, yeah, so if you, you want to... You should get an episode of the, about the, another episode about the Brexit with, a, with a, a lever on there. That is an excellent idea. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, just go listen to that it is if you're wondering what it's all about uh it's fun and interesting and serious at the same time fun and serious at the same time i'm sure you would enjoy it so go yeah, check it awesome. out it's at like it. thank you thank you very much uh frenchspin.com and that's going to be it for us we'll be back in about a couple of weeks bye everyone cool see ya